Hello everyone, Pastor Joe here today. Thank you for tuning in with us and uh, enjoying some time together uh, in God's Word. Let me direct your attention to one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 19. Of course, very familiar, uh, if one is familiar at all with uh, the Bible or with the psalms. Uh, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. What a marvelous thought, that God speaks his glory to all the earth through his, through his creation, through the heavens, through the firmament. In other words, he's saying here, too, that there's not a, a tongue, a tribe, or a nation. There's not a person on earth that can't hear uh, because God speaks to everyone and his glory is clear. His glory is evident. It's undeniable. I uh, remember well uh, the days that uh, were shortly after I was saved in 1976. I began um, training at Grand Rapids School of the Bible in the fall of 1977. And I had a marvelous theology teacher there. <clears throat> we used uh, as our uh, textbook uh, for that year uh, Lewis Berry Chafer's Systematic Theology. And what a delight uh, that was uh, to engage uh, God's Word and and be taught theology uh, through that textbook. Uh, probably often most people would think that uh, theology would be somewhat <laughs> dry and deep, um, and uh, some, I have to admit, probably would be. But uh, Chafer's systematic theology uh, really does not follow that stereotype. Uh, it is warm, it is practical, uh, and very often it's devotional. Uh, Charles Ryrie uh, said those things in his uh, testimony about uh, Lewis Berry Chafer. And it's really interesting. Uh, Lewis Berry Chafer uh, was born in 1871, and he was actually the founder of the college that later became Dallas Theological Seminary in Dallas, Texas. And Lewis Berry Chafer was the very first president uh, of the uh, college and uh, a theology professor uh, there. I just love uh, reading his uh, book on systematic theology. And when I say book, it's actually eight volumes. But if you were inclined to purchase uh, a set of uh, systematic theology uh, volumes, this would be the one to buy, in my opinion, which is most conducive and, and most inviting uh, to, to a layperson uh, in terms of its ease to read and understand. Uh, Schaefer, in uh, his uh, set there, said that the glory of God is one of the greatest themes uh, related to God in all of the Bible. God's glory is boundless. 
he went on to, to describe two different aspects of God's glory, which I find really helpful in, in understanding uh, such a huge subject. He said that God's glory is both intrinsic and declarative. All right, now, maybe big words. Let's talk about that. What does he mean by God's glory being intrinsic? Well, what he means is God's glory is intrinsic to himself. That is, he himself is glory. He himself is glorious. That is, all that he is, all that he does, displays glory. It demonstrates glory. It shouts, as it were, glory. Whether anyone acknowledges it or not doesn't matter, because God himself is glory. I love Pastor Bill Jones, the first senior pastor of Brookside 35 years ago, had, had defined glory as the rainbow display of all of God's attributes. And that's, that's a, you know, a great definition. I mean, how can you describe God's glory? But certainly that is one way to appreciate the fact that it's, it's multifaceted and reaches from shore to shore, so to speak. And it includes all that God is, all of his attributes, uh, his mercy, his love, his grace, his justice, his holiness, his righteousness, his omniscience. His omnipotence, uh, you know, infinitude, everything about God. Uh, these are all different facets of this amazing glory uh, that God is. And so glory is, is intrinsic to God. It's actually who he is and what he is. But Chafer also reminds us that glory is also declarative. What, and what he means by that is that all of creation, all of God's creatures, accord glory to him. They attribute glory to him, or at least they're supposed to. I mean, that, <laughs> that's what God's will and, and the natural response of creation, God's creatures, creation should be. And to not accord God glory is actually rebellion, for which eventually all will give an account. You think about um, the beautiful picture that's painted for us uh, in parts of the book of Revelation about heaven and the throne and the angels and the redeemed round about the throne, giving God glory, declaring God glory, and uh, and and yet... We also are given the very clear picture about these fallen angels and the unredeemed human race that do not give God glory, but rather uh, insult and rebellion and disdain, uh, which, of course, we know as well uh, will come to judgment uh, in the end uh, of time. But one of the things that caused me to really rejoice, as is often the case when I do this. I, I, I love taking a concordance 
and I love looking up words and treating them as topics and going to a concordance, which of course then tells me every verse in the Bible where a particular word is found. And so I took my concordance and I, I looked up the word glory. And, and, and what happens is when you do this, you, you, you read each of these little phrases of every verse in the Bible that contains the word that you're particularly looking at. And uh, within just a few moments, you're overwhelmed with that subject. You, you realize how huge it is and, and all the many facets of it. And it just impacts you in a way that's, that's really indescribable. You have, to, you have to do it to appreciate it. And so I took the word glory and I looked it up and I and it didn't take long for me to realize how huge this subject was and, and really what a blessing it was. And in, in a sense, and we'll see that in a moment here, what a warning and a caution uh, it is to, to make sure that we appreciate the magnitude of this. And so uh, I go to the scripture, I start looking at these verses and I realize all that God's people are told about God's glory. We're told to behold God's glory. We're told to, to envision it, to see it, to receive it, to relish it, uh, to worship it, to bow down and reverence it and declare it and exalt it. And we're told to be filled with God's glory. We're told to give him glory. That is, to, to ascribe to him glory, to attribute to him glory, to acknowledge in our heart and soul his glory, and then to turn around and to others speak of his glory, to praise his glory in the streets, to be joyful in his glory. What a beautiful picture, to seek his glory. And we're told in Isaiah 28.5 in particular, what a fascinating expression here that that. One day God will give us his glory to wear as a crown. Can you imagine that? We're also warned to be careful not to provoke his glory. We're warned not to disgrace his glory. And of course, every one of these subjects is, 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 is huge that we could explore and, and delve into these aspects of it. But just as an overview today, we're warned, let no man glory in himself. We have to be careful that we understand that only God deserves glory. Rather, we're told, he that glory, glorieth, glory in the Lord. We're to fear God's glory. We're to long for God's glory. We're to look for God's glory. We're to wait patiently for God's glory. And folks, an incredible promise is that we're assured that one day we will enter into God's glory. Oh, we could go on and on, and I know we don't have time to do that today, but just meditate today on God's glory. The whole earth is full of his glory. The heavens declare it. The firmament shows it. It speaks and utters every day, every night. And there's nowhere on earth you can go, nor any people you could be with that are not able to hear it and see it and understand it and be in awe of it. I love that hymn, 
where the songwriter says, and when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in, that on that cross my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Then sings my soul, Savior, God, to thee, how great thou art. There is the greatest display of the glory of God to the human race, that he loved us and gave himself for us, and, and, and forever we will sing his praise and his glory and ascribe to him that glory that he is due. I pray that the rest of today and the rest of this week, that's what you'll focus on, and you'll relish in God's glory. You'll savor it, and you'll praise him for it. Good day. God bless you.